Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is the challenges of single parenting. Now, I realize that this topic isn't for everybody, but for sure, there's got to be somebody in your life, whether it's your relative or your neighbor, or your coworker, or somebody at your church, somebody in your town that you know who's raising kids by themselves. This is still going to be good for you because you're going to get an inside perspective today on what it's like and what we as outsiders can do to help. Maybe you're thinking, I don't have children anymore. I'm married, I'm single, I don't have this, it's not relevant. I'm telling you, it is. There were many times in my day in and day out life where I'd look over at a mom in our congregation or in the neighborhood or in a grocery store and I'd silently and secretly complain about something she was doing wrong or how one of her kids needed braces or a clean shirt. I feel horrible now because after 20 years of marriage, that was me. I was going through the same thing, taking my kids out who needed braces, who needed a clean shirt. I was the mom who needed help. When I look back now, I think about this, wow, I was sure I would never be in that situation. I was never going to be a single parent. When I took my kids and left my unhealthy marriage, it was devastating to say the least. God and society didn't intend for marriage to end. It's a breaking, a tearing a totally horrible opposite, and it comes partnered with awful things like depression and guilt, regret, and shame. Not only did I feel all of those things, but so did my children. Once the 20-year marriage was declared officially over, matters didn't get easier. They became more difficult, and I was thrust into a world of figuring out how to manage a job, a yard, a house, and three girls alone. Although their father was still in the picture, It didn't really matter because he was going to make me pay. I left him. He wasn't going to help in any way, shape, or form. He was determined. And as a matter of fact, he convinced me to work through a lawyer who was going to settle out of court with collaborative law. Well, what a farce. It just meant that I didn't get any help. With an unstable partner, I signed my life and that of my kids away for nothing just to keep myself and my children safe. Try as it might, bitterness and resentment brought boxes and bags trying to enter residence inside of my mind, and it was all I could do to fight it. But my girls were what was most important, and I worked day and night to keep them balanced and safe. All of my judgment towards single parenting, and what did you do and why aren't you doing any better, turned right on me. It faced me. Little by little, I realized that it does take a village to raise a baby, and I asked for help, looked for help, accepted help. God blessed me with a great church and with kind friends. My friends Al and Carolyn and Jim and Lynn and Pastor Frank and Joel were the life preservers I needed to get out and be safe. My church with Pastor Greg pulled me along in a fabulous lifeboat, a raft that I was just floating around on and said, get on board, we're going to help you. Those years were challenging, but I struggled through them, and I did my best, and I know I wasn't perfect, but I gave it my all. Single parenting is not easy, and joining me today to discuss this topic is the mother of five beautiful children, ages 5 through 18, and staffer to Best Life Ministries, 
my friend, Misty Farr. Welcome, Misty, to the show. Thanks, Kathy. It's great to be here. I'm so glad you're here, my friend. So, Misty, your marriage was over quite a while before you ever filed for divorce. And this is a tough topic, listeners. And there are going to be many of you who are out there who are interested in what in the world a person does when you can make it through divorce and now you've got to raise children by yourself. As you look back, do you feel like God gave you some time to mentally and emotionally prepare for the tearing feeling you get when you're finally divorced? And what did that look like, Misty, to you and to your kids? Yes, Kathy, I do feel that God did give me some time to come to terms with the emotional part of getting divorced. Um, we were separ- I was separated for five years before I actually filed for divorce. And then two years before that, it was even hard, and I think God was preparing me. Um, I'm a total believer that marriage should last a lifetime, so I went into marriage believing that. So I needed those five years to say, oh, wait, maybe this isn't what God is saying to keep trying to keep going forward. Um, I had committed to God and to my husband to be married for a lifetime, And the time that was separated, I sought counseling with both my ex-husband and separately. It was a time to show me that it takes more than one person to make a marriage work. And if that other person isn't willing or ready, that maybe actually staying in the marriage is causing it more harm. Um, I don't know if I actually felt that tearing feeling when I actually finally was divorced since I had been separated for so long. And we were living like three hours apart at the time. And I think God was telling me to, it was time to let go and trust him even further in my life. Um, and the kids-wise, I think that they needed to live not in a, a gray state. They needed to live in a black and white state where it was either we were married or we divorced. The separated was too hard for them. The younger ones didn't remember um, life before the separation And the older ones needed that time to heal from words that were said and actions that were done that weren't maybe right. And that separation ended up to be a time, I believe, of healing and forgiveness for all of us. Mm. And I think that healing and forgiveness, people like to think it's going to come at the, you know, instant that they snap their fingers. But really, truthfully, healing and forgiveness is a process and it takes time. And so I'm proud of you, Misty, as I've watched you walk through this and take your time in figuring out the various path that God has you on, you know, the turns and the twists between you and raising these sweet little children. Divorce is such a tough thing. And people that are listening that know this, people that have been divorced, you know, there are are people out there, Misty, and I really envy them, the people who are divorced and their best friends. You know, they've moved on, they've got new spouses, but they still get along. I don't have that to this day with my ex-spouse. And I don't know what your relationship is like, but I know it's really hard. And when you add kids into the mix, it's even more so. And as you're single parenting five kids, I had three and they were older and two of them were living with me, but five kids that are all at home. What do you find is the one difficult problem that seems to resonate with several of the kids? I think that the hardest problem that we have here is Um, they're all biding for my time. And for me to be able to find them and individually give them the time to let them know that they're important and that 
the divorce isn't their fault that mom wants to be here for them is the hardest part. When there's a mom and a dad in the house, there's that extra set of hands to help with homework or maybe even make supper while the other parent takes somebody out to eat or do something special with them. When there's one, it's a juggling act, as you know, to spend that quality time with each and every one of them or lose my sanity, one or the other. Exactly. Uh, Especially after the separation, the children um, were a lot younger right afterwards, and the older ones were really hurting, so all five of them really wanted my attention and my time, and I wanted to be able to sit down and give them each what they needed, which was hard. Uh, We got into the habit of reading a book at night before bed, and we would read the book all together, and then I would separate them into their rooms and go to them, each one of them, and talk to them, pray with them, sing with them before they fell asleep. Looking back, I think that was something that really helped as they were growing to be able to feel like they were connected with me Mm -hmm. and to cherish that time. And it really ended up to be a really healing time for them. That's such great ideas, Misty. I'm so proud of you because, you know, it's really difficult if you think about it. You're the one that's going through this you know, you're dealing with the emotions and the physical feeling and the, you know, spiritual, emotional, mental, I mean, you're thinking financial, everything is is really changed when a person's getting divorced. And so you're the person who's dealing with it a thousand percent. And then you think about your little children, and of course, they're dealing with it as well. And I think it's it's one of the hardest parts of divorce is that you have to be able to balance your own emotions to be able to still meet the needs of the children. Um, and you're such a loving person, Misty. Um, you know, we have you on staff. You're just bubbly. You're kind. You're smiley. You're smart. And I've watched you with your kids. And you have a job where you work with kids every day. What are some steps that you can share on how you can actually take care of yourself, like we're just talking about, and why that's important for being able to take care of your children. Yeah, I think the most important thing for me is to spend time in God's Word every day. I uh, come home from work. I'm not a morning person, so I'm not a person that gets up in the morning. I come home from work and take time to just close my door to my room and read my Bible, listen to some worship music. And the kids know that they're supposed to knock if they need me, but I would prefer that they maybe just leave me alone for a little bit. You know, if there's blood or, you know, something like that, they should call me and let me know. But most of the time, they give me that time and that space. And if it's nice out, like today, I love to go outside and go for a walk and a bike ride and put my headset on. Um, I think it's really important that every day um, a single parent has that time to spend by themselves, to just rejuvenate and to on whatever makes them happy, if it's, even if it's gardening or just to have those few minutes to say, okay, the kids are fine. I need a few minutes to recharge myself and um, get myself to the frame of mind that it needs to be in. And the interesting part about it is um, when I return, sometimes the kids will ask what I've learned or, you know, how it went and stuff like that. And um, and I'll express it and I'll share so it becomes a family time too. And I've taken to seeing them spend some of that quiet time together by themselves, and then they'll come back and tell me what they've learned. So it really is something that is amazing to watch how it comes back around and becomes a positive for all of us. Mm, That sounds like really great advice. So often in my own experience, Misty, I would get to a place where I felt so overwhelmed and so alone. And even though my spouse was gone all the time working and was involved in drugs and everything else, 
um, it still was a person there helping, you know, and and I wasn't used to this feeling of complete and utter being alone. You know, it was just really difficult. I thought, how could I do it all? How could I provide enough love? How could I make money to provide for their needs? And and it was just difficult. And I want to know, what do you do when you feel, because I'm sure you do, like the listeners who have been through this, I'm sure you do feel alone. What do you do to combat that? Yeah, there are moments where I feel anxious, I should say, or wonder, okay, so what's going to happen next? And and I like to go back to what I just said about spending time by myself, and I, I bring it before God, and I say, okay, you know, Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I really do try to go back to that and hand him over my anxiety and say, okay, you, you've gotten me here. Now I believe that you're going to help me in this situation. Um, sometimes that doesn't always obviously help and you need a person. And that's when I find my very trusted trusted friend and I go cry on her shoulder and say, okay, this is what's going on. And she just listens and I usually can hear or work it out to see what that I relax and calm down. Um, the other thing is is that I think it's, it's valuable and very important for other single parents and for single parents in general to have that good support system, somebody that they can go to and listen and just be able to spill their guts and say, okay, this is how I'm feeling, what do I need to do to um, get back and even if the other person doesn't have advice, just being able to say what's going on out loud without feeling judged or silly. And then to also remember to thank God for the good things that I have in my life, that I have healthy kids, roof over my head, food on the table. Mm, yeah. I have friends to laugh and cry with and That's the right. love of the same God who is yeah. supplying my needs. Yes. And it comes down to trusting that everything is going to be good and that he is going to supply those needs. And the ways that he does it is just amazing, mm-hmm. and um, they're unexpected. Make you feel that love and knowing that tomorrow's going to be a different day and we can get on through it. Yes, and listeners, as we're talking about that and thinking about the fact that God is the ultimate provider, we're going to take a moment and we'll be back with Misty after the song, but we're going to listen to a song by Urban Rescue called Provider, and it's going to remind each and every one of us that God truly is a provider for our needs, whether it's emotional or mental, physical, spiritual, financial. God is there. He's going to find ways to take care of you and provide for you. You don't need to worry. So let's listen, and we'll be back in a few minutes. I believe you are able. I believe you are good. I believe Though my heart in me fail, your 
If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Wackworth, and we're talking about single parenting with Best Life staffer Misty Farr. What a great song that was. It reminds us that God will provide help, and He will really encourage single parents because He is confident that He wants to share with you. He's the Father. He's committed to you. So, Misty, we're back, and sometimes the church, I want to talk a little bit about the church at large Unfortunately, they can be unkind and unsupportive. You know, I worked for church land for over 25 years, so I know this firsthand, not just from observing people, but also from dealing with it myself. And scriptures, obviously, against divorce, we know that. People use that a lot. But we also know that, you know, God does give a definition in scripture of what he believes is okay. And there are times when we just have to use our own judgment because we're living life. And Of course, at Best Life Ministries, we're not about, you know, leaving our husband because somebody else is paying attention or handsome or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the nitty gritty of abuse in life or a spouse that's, you know, left you or things like that, drug addiction. 
I believe that, you know, we, each one of us are responsible before God. And so church line can kind of be judgmental and unkind. And I'm wondering what you've learned. What can you say today? Uh, You know, one thing that you can tell us that kind of gets us through this because of the church, you know, that it can turn our back, um, turn, we can turn our back on people. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. You know, it's not just a church or a church body or denomination, it's usually just a person in the church or a few people in the church that have these beliefs. And I I also believe that God is the only one that can judge us. And many people in the church are willing and waiting, I believe, to come alongside a person um, who's been divorced, who's been going through pain. I think that most of the body of Christ wants to help, especially if there's been abuse or an injustice in, in some sort. And the church desires to show that love. Of course, those are there are those people that don't want to that tell you that believe you need to stick with the person, your spouse, no matter what. And the divorce is wrong, and that's that. Uh, it's not my place to judge them either. They believe what they're saying, not necessarily lining up with what I believe or what the word believes, but they believe what they're saying. So it's not our place to judge them either. But there are those people I believe where. When a man or a woman find themselves feeling judged or belittled for divorce or by someone who calls himself a Christian, I hope they know that they are loved, mm, yeah. that there are many out there in the church body who yes. just want to see them whole and healthy, That's right. and that God wants them to know that they're loved no matter what reason exactly. of right. their divorce. Right. He and has a plan and a purpose, and it's awesome. And yes. He wants to restore them. And he does, and, and I think the, the interesting thing about it is that I was so wounded by you know quite a few important people in a church for the divorce, um, it was very, very difficult to move past that. But exactly what you're saying is true. A lot of church members that were, you know, God-fearing Christ followers came around me and the girls and supported us. And they didn't judge. They just said, hey, we're here to be the hands and feet of Christ. We're going to love you through this. And that's really what people who are going through divorce need. Um, they don't need backstabbing. They don't need gossip. They don't need, you know, you challenging them. They need you praying for them and encouraging them and showing up with food and sending over a check and mowing the lawn and, you know, helping. So, Misty, what's one last thing you can tell our listeners today about single parenting and how to look at it? What, what's a great frame of mind for them? I'd say it would be to never feel ashamed of being alone and raising your children, mm, to good. think that your children are not going to have what the other children have or that they're missing out. Because the most important thing a child needs is love. They need the love from you as their parent, and your love is good enough for them. They want The children want to know that they belong and that you are there for them. And it really, truly is all they need. You, um, you're the parent that God chose for them, and your love is enough for them. It doesn't matter if they have brand name clothes or shoes or technology or all those big ticket items kids feel they need, especially if they're teenagers. Um, all they need is your love. Mm, and please don't feel ashamed to reach out for help when you need it. Others are wanting to bless you. It's humbling to get those blessings from other people, mm-hmm. but it's really a blessing for those people. It is. It's and the, both Others ways. give yes. you that listening ear, yeah, yeah, and that shoulder to lean on. That's great. Maybe to find that one true amazing friend in your world is willing to just be there and listen for you. I love that. And you know what, Misty, sometimes it's really hard to find that one friend, but I know at Best Life Ministries that you've got a lot of friends that love to listen to you and love to encourage you. And so I know that you're blessed 
with all of us standing right behind you. So thanks so much for being on the show today. Blessings to you and thanks for encouraging our listeners. Friends, we like to make judgments on others. We like to think that we're brighter, smarter, perfect, and others are not. I know it. I've done it. But I'm telling you what I do know. Life is funny. And lots of times when we begin to fuss and complain about something, it's not that long afterward that we must walk through it ourselves. I never thought I would end up divorced and single parenting. And the truth is, it's been 15 years and I'm still single parenting. Now, Farmer Dean is a great help, and I can't even imagine life without him. But there are times when he doesn't step in because he feels he would be overstepping as a stepdad. My daddy used to say, Kathleen, once you're a parent, you're always a parent. So true. And thinking about parenting, about God being a provider, here are some great scriptures to lift your spirits. Matthew 6, 26, look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Philippians 4, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Friends, when I was at my loneliness or really looking for purpose in life, it seemed like God would not only send help, but often he'd send it in the form of humor. I'd laugh with my friends, I'd laugh at myself, and it kept me going. Well, here's a minute to laugh with our best life staffer, mommy comedian, Tracy Cox. Color and coloring book. Go outside and walk around. He's scared of bugs. Play ball downstairs, play toys upstairs, watch a video. If you sit with him, he usually plays really well. Offer him water to drink in his sippy cup. When you put him in the car, he may cry and say, Tom, Tom, lady, this, this is true. I mean, honestly, this is the, he may cry and say, Tom, Tom. That means that the sun is in his eyes. Don't worry, don't worry. Just tell him to close his eyes. Tell him where you are going. He'll be fine. Seriously, it's true. I really wrote that. <laughs> then, just this bit of information that I'm sure the babysitter loved, he'll probably ask about a train. <laughs> Seriously. Last page. Nelson's vocab. Jew equals juice. <laughs> Love this one. I hurt my chin equals my throat hurts. Food went down wrong. No worries. Kicking equals kitchen. Most of his F's and S's make the T sound. Ton equals sun. Tunny equals funny. Here's the really sad part. I was
leaving him with a 16-year-old girl from high school. Nope. My mom was coming. Friends, parenting is difficult. If you're a neighbor, coworker, friend, or family member of someone who's single parenting, you can help. Send somebody over to mow the lawn, take over some supper, offer to hire one of the kids to babysit and pay them well. You can help. No judgment, no criticism. Be like God and just love. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, for the moms and dads out there who are single parenting today, give them grace, courage, energy, and wisdom. Be their provider. Help them to know how to lead their children. Help them not to be discouraged. Provide. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, your best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.